Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Please be seated. If you've ever been clicking through the channels, or maybe it's uh, your perfect type of show, and you've come across uh, this old house, or a more modern version might be Fixer Upper, or any half a dozen of HGTV programs, you know that these types of shows uh, show uh, run-down homes and uh, dilapidated situations, and they do something special to them. They turn them around. They have a way of restoring the beauty of a home or recreating it into something totally unexpected. When you look at those before and after pictures of a project, it's really quite amazing how different the outcome is from what it once was. How different something can look when it's repaired or made over. However, you don't, uh, however what you don't see after the, the grand reveal, because there's always a grand reveal, are the, uh, the days and the decades later. What you don't see are the unforeseeable issues or worse yet, when by negligence or by chance, the home is completely destroyed. We must agree that without some sort of intervention, an old or neglected home is hopeless, and that new homes without proper care and upkeep will not last. Now, some of you might be thinking about your homeowner's insurance right now. Maybe you want to increase your coverage. And if you're thinking that, you're probably not a college student. And students, you're probably happy that you don't have to worry about those sorts of things yet. You have tests now, but after college, the tests look like these sorts of decisions. But if you understand the point, which I think you do, you understand something about our fallen human condition. We are not so unlike those run-down homes, and we have this desperate, constant, inward need to ensure our lives in some way or another. Sadly, the protections that we construct around us uh, are often and most certainly, they don't provide true relief. For one thing, there isn't any one of us whose life does not catch up to them. Death is a masterful equalizer. The playboy and the beauty queen don't outlive their finer things. And the person who lives on a busboy wage or the girl whose whole life can be tracked by the miles she goes to fetch water will sadly eventually end. Everyone, everyone is struck down by the plague of sin, the rich and the poor the good and the evil, the repentant and the unrepentant. So the Bible describes this to us. The Bible describes us as having this old Adam. Yes, that same Adam who brought sin into our human existence. The death he brought into the world lives on in us. This sinful condition of our, our body is like having an old home with new and ever-developing problems. Sin festers like weeds through the floorboards, so much so that we can become convinced 
that no one lives like we do, hoarding our sins, having in our own headspace a messy and messed up house. No one quite lives like the unclean heart as mine. The final temptation in all of these things that we get wrapped up in, especially as we try to do the project ourselves, if I can continue the cheesiness of the analogy there, the final temptation is to hold on to your sins and then to reject the repairman. But Jesus desires a different way for us. Jesus desires you to confess your sins and be forgiven. And just that. John writes it up this way. If we confess our sins, God is faithful. God is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, well, then that's a different story. We make God a liar and his word is not in us. But when God's word is in us, such as it is in our ears right now, as we hear the preached word, as we hear the word being read, as we constantly go to God's word for instruction in our faith, when God's word is in us, we can be sure his forgiveness is turning the tide. His forgiveness is turning things around, maybe not in the way that we always expect and hoped it to come out, but certainly in the sense in which we are saved and have our hope in Jesus. This is the Easter hope. It's the Easter hope that we just celebrated, and it's the Easter hope that we continue to celebrate. Jesus' resurrection is meant to drag you out of the rubble of your sin. Putting light to our sin is painful, but life lived in the light with other forgiven sinners is always sweeter and better than being left alone with our sin in the dark. John writes about, about it in this way, about the new light in Christ. If we walk in the light, as he is the light, meaning as Jesus is light, we have fellowship with one another and, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Here, John is proclaiming how we get from Good Friday to Easter to today. Jesus has called us to walk in the light since he is the light. How do you walk? How do you walk in the light, especially and particularly when darkness is all around you? When you cast the light into darkness, do you walk before the light and block it out? Or do you walk behind it so that you can go where the light leads you? No one walks with their flashlights behind their back. But everyone who walks in the light is following where the light leads them. Jesus is your light. Your resurrection to reconciliation between God and man. Between God and you. Jesus is the light to your fellowship with your neighbor and he has the blood that makes you clean. So Jesus is the only true light from above that can, 
that you can actually touch from heaven. The only light from above that you can actually touch. He makes his light tangible, touchable, where once the glory of God was unapproachable. Once the glory of God brought death by any who would look upon him. Now in Christ does his glory manifest his grace. The word which, the word which condemns now also brings fellowship. And blood spilt that brought death now also brings forgiveness. Jesus gives us himself in word and sacrament to walk in this light. Both in the spiritual sense and in the real physically present sense. To continue the cheese, Jesus shows himself to be the carpenter of our lives. We were run down, sinfully corrupt, flawed and imperfect persons, but the beauty which Jesus brings to our mortal bodies is his everlasting resurrection. And the tools which he supplies for this remodeling of our lives is in fact his word, read and preached and his body, and his blood, given and shed for you. If you look at St. Thomas, as our gospel text does, his doubt was that the good, right, and salutation, the salutary resurrection of Jesus was impossible. The dead simply do not rise, even if they are Jesus Christ. His problem was that he relied on the darkness of Jesus' death and rejected the light of Jesus' resurrection. Joyfully and wonderfully, Jesus came as a light before Thomas and led him from his doubt to faith as, he, as Thomas declared, my Lord and my God, to which Jesus responds, blessed are those who do not see and yet believe. Essentially, blessed are those who walk in the light of Christ and believe even to this very day. Blessed are you. Who believe in Jesus. Thankfully and joyfully so, Easter is a more masterful equalizer than death. Life is raised from the dead. Jesus lives, and Thomas is face to face with this reality, as are we. Easter is the fulfillment that the world has in Jesus, their Redeemer, who has atoned in his sacrifice for sins, not only for some, but for all. And that the cross is now a symbol of hope where once it was a banner of shame. Cursed are all who hang from a tree, the scriptures say. Jesus turns that on its head. And the empty grave, the empty grave is an everlasting sign of grace that darkness cannot overcome the light of Christ. The central point in the post-resurrection encounter of Jesus with the disciples and Thomas can be easily lost upon us. But three times in our gospel, Jesus says, peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. This is Jesus' declaration of forgiveness for you. It is his final word to the old Adam within you that no longer has any power over you. And that from his peace comes reconciliation. And from his reconciliation is God's eternal salvation embracing you. 
when we, walk, when we talk about home ownership, and as with most things, we're looking for that peace of mind. We want to know that we are covered if and when the dark days come. When we talk about the house of the Lord, we have Jesus' words. Peace be with you. These words ensure our forgiveness, boast in our risen King, and bring to light the eternal love of God. This is our Easter joy. Christ dwells within you, within your heart. He has made his home with you. His grace sets you free from the darkness of sin. Rejoice and be glad in the light of Christ. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Peace be with you. Christ is risen for you. Alleluia and amen.